Welcome to Janolaism. I am your host, Jasmine Nola, and this is my podcast where I say what I want and I keep it real. I discuss celeb gossip, reality TV, and everything I'm going through weekly. While I talk, I'm usually sipping my drink of choice. Now, that would have been my intro probably three years ago, but things have changed, and we are adding a new segment called Realish. This is going to be where I'm either talking about serious topics going on in the world or interviewing someone about a certain topic, whether it be race in America, becoming a mother, a business owner, so on, so on. You get it. I'm going to have a different guest every week. They're usually my friends or my family and sometimes literally a total stranger. So sit back and enjoy. This is my advice, my opinion, and as you all know, you can either take it or leave it. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Jay Nolaism. I am your host, Jasmine Nola. I know it's been a while for that. I apologize, but we are back and we are doing my favorite, the reality recap. And now that some more shows are dropping, we're not just going to talk about Jersey. Real Housewives of New York is back. So that will be added to our list of things we are recapping. It's going to be really hard. This is going to be hard when Beverly Hills drops. Um, I don't know how this is going to work. I don't know if I can literally recap. Well, I guess Jersey will be over because the finale comes on, I think this week. So maybe I will be able to recap two. I can definitely do two shows at a time. I don't know. Um, if I can do three, I think that's asking a lot of me. And that means that, you know, I don't like to edit the podcast, which means the podcast will be long, which means none of us are happy. So, you know, I'm thinking about not only myself, but others. Beautiful. I'm going to take a sip. I will let you know what I'm drinking today. Today is an alcoholic beverage day. I made myself a watermelon, uh, margarita in the most ghetto way possible. So let me tell you that. And then we'll jump into the recap. But first I'm going to take a sip. Delicious. So, and I'm not just saying that it is really good. So first what I did was it was, this is the ghetto watermelon margarita. So, um, I got a watermelon the other day from the grocery store and I cut it up and I put in a little, um, container in the fridge and I didn't just want a regular margarita like I've been making the last few days. I've been on a margarita kick since, uh, Cinco de Mayo. So I decided to, you know, there's a little juice at the bottom of the container. So I poured it into a cup and then I took a half of a lime and I used my lemon squeezer and I squeezed uh, lime juice in it. Uh, and then I did, I have the little red solo shot cups. I did two shots of tequila in there. Um, on some ice, I cut up some limes, put the limes in the water and then I the ghetto version because I don't have a shaker yet. Um, I took two plastic cups and just tossed the drink back and then poured them into my glass. And then I took one of the little watermelons I had and sliced them and put them on the corner of my drink. On the corner of my cup. The ghetto, the J, you know what? No, the Janola watermelon margarita. I'm not gonna call it ghetto because it's not what it is. I improvised and I did what I had to do and that's what we do. You know, we make things happen even when they don't need to. You're welcome. Okay, so let's jump in. I'm going to start with the Real Housewives of New York first. I really don't have much to say about New Jersey. 
So we'll get to that. Um, I'll do that after New York. And then we'll end with the Summer House reunion. I know I said I wouldn't do three shows, but I'm literally not going to talk about New Jersey as much as you think I am. I promise. And I'm looking at the timer, so I'm going to try and keep this short. Round of applause because Real Housewives of New York is back. And why am I excited? I am excited because... New York just gives it to us. I, even when it's a boring season, it's still a good season because these ladies are literally alcoholics and they give us it. Like th there's never, th they don't have to try to bring anything. So again, like a boring season is still good because they are drunk. I would say, this is me being nice, 75% of the time they are drunk and that is me being nice. I want to say 90, but... I want to be considerate because of Lou and Leah who actually deal with an addiction to alcohol. So I'm trying to be, you know, correct about things. I'm trying to be, you know, I'm on this new journey and I am really trying to think before I speak. I know it doesn't sound like it when you listen to these episodes and half the time I'm really not. Like right now I'm kind of talking a little fast. When I talk, when I start to talk really fast and I don't make any sense and I'm not breathing, that's when the mind stops working. That's when the best shit comes out of my mouth. You're welcome. Okay. So it starts. Speaking of journeys, this is how the episodes, this is how the, first of all, no, this is not, this is the first scene we get, but can we talk about how sad the scene of New York was showing it before COVID and post COVID? Very, very sad being someone who lived in New York for a very long time. Didn't tear up, but felt something in my dark, dark soul. You know, that really touched me um, because the world really is changing. And even though, you know, Bravo really isn't pushing these ladies for the mask, huh? You know, like, I feel like Dallas did a really good job. Um, Married to Medicine is, yeah, they're doing okay. What was another show that was kind of COVID safe? Obviously, Summer House was 100% COVID safe from what we saw because they just stayed in the house and they didn't leave. Um, Jersey really hasn't been wearing masks unless they're showing them literally walking from their car to their restaurant to the restaurant that they're going to and then what else has been on that was like I can't really think of anything else that I watched that has been super on COVID so you know seeing them start with that was you know I mean they had to it's the truth and I'm sure it kind of ruined filming for them a little bit so that was kind of the first scene, but the first real, real thing I take away that are in my notes is that um, Leah's on a new journey and she is apparently converting to Judaism. We didn't really get a reason. Not that we need one, because that's none of my business. You know, you do you. I'm on my personal journey. Leah's on hers. I'm happy for her. Maybe we could talk, you know. I'm not converting to Judaism, but I would like to hear why she is, you know. Um, she said just being stuck in the house during quarantine, but I mean, why Judaism? That's all I want to know. Like, I have all the things. Because it seems that when she was FaceTiming her father that she's Catholic. So did she grow up Catholic? Um, I personally did go to private school, which was a Catholic school. Um, I'm not Catholic. So, you know, I have thoughts on that as well. I would like to know hers and why she isn't. Um, whether she isn't on a journey of just finding God through, you know, her Catholic religion and why she's choosing a new religion. I'm very intrigued. Um, but you know what? We all need a storyline. We all have to do what we have to do. And happy for her. Um, what I'm not happy about are so far her looks and her confession. Before I get into that, I just want to apologize. I think, I know that I can hear him 
and I believe that y'all can hear Robbie in the background. So I'm going to apologize in advance. He's playing Search and Destroy um, and he has noise canceling headphones on. So he's low-key kind of screaming a little bit in and out. But I would also like to say this is the last time I will be sounding like this and you will hear a lot of background noise because my new mic gets delivered on Tuesday with headphones. We are getting, you know, I'm back on track with the way things used to be. But anyway, back to Leah. I just wanted to say that because... He is literally screaming and I can't keep stopping and yelling at him like I normally do. I want to get this over with. Um, Leah's confessional looks are trash. She looks a little crazy. Um, I have this thought about Leah. I really do love her, but she seems like one of those white women that because she feels so woke and like an ally that she does a little too much for me. But still love her, but she teaches that line of like, I would have to curse her out maybe. That's just my opinion. You can take it or leave it. I don't really care. Um, next, Ramona looks great as always. Beautiful, beautiful woman. The work she gets done, spectacular. I think her person, whoever does um, her face, 10 times better than whoever does Chris Jenner's. 100%. Unless it's the same person. If it is, Chris needs to sue him because he's obviously doing much more better work for Ramona. And I know Ramona doesn't have as much money as Chris. Um, I did giggle a little when Ramona was talking to um her dog as they were walking down the street <laughs> to go see Lou's new apartment because now Ramona is so happy that Lou lives in her neighborhood when like when did her and Lou become friends I wasn't aware of this but happy for them um they make us very aware that they are neighbors um and then she goes to she just opens the door the door is unlocked all of these people's houses like usually like they're like I'm here. Like, I don't care. Still ring my doorbell. You don't have to knock and open the door and tell me you're here. Like, usually, like, my friends, I mean, I get it. It's reality TV. But, like, usually my friends, like, if I'm at someone's house, I'm, like, here. And then I wait for them to say, like, oh, the door's open. Or, like, okay, I'm coming. Sometimes I don't even, well, driving-wise, not city-wise. But, like, if I'm driving to my friend's house, um, I'll, like, not even get out the car. I'll text and be, like, here. And then if they say, okay, yeah. I'm coming down. I'll wait like two minutes because I know that really means they're not really coming down right now. And then I'll walk to the door. If it's New York, I'm usually like, I'll lie and say I'm here when I'm kind of like two blocks away so that they can get themselves together. You know, I think about others because I know how I think. Like, usually I'm like scrounging around before people come over trying to clean something last minute. Mm. Um, also, apparently, Lou is not drinking anymore. So they drank, they drank a non-alcoholic rosé where Ramona goes, oh, and it looks just like rosé. Well, it would still, it's just non-alcoholic, sweetie. It's still going to have a pink look. It's not that hard to make drinks pink, but bless her heart. Um, they also do, they talk about Sonia being MIA um, and that they don't know where she is, da 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 da, da. And they haven't heard from her all summer and they're just so shocked and like they reach out to her but she doesn't get back. Um, and then apparently Lou said she saw her daughter Quincy. Oh, I follow on Instagram and I love her. She just made her Instagram private. I think her, her name is literally just Quincy Morgan. Please follow her. She gives me such bad B vibes. Not in a, like in a good way, like a bad B in a good way. She seems cool and chic. Like she gets turned. You could tell. She's a good time. I would have a drink with Quincy Morgan. And then I would make her pay the bill. Because she's a Morgan. Okay. Um, the big to-do of this whole episode that really 
made me giggle was um, the fact that Luann, her new apartment, it faces her ex-husband Tom's terrace. Like, it's about Tom. It's always about Tom. Why are you facing this man's terrace? That you, this is my thing. She tried to say she had no idea. Sweetie, you lived in that apartment. If you can see his terrace from your new apartment, there's no way that while you were just not even, before you even got upstairs to the apartment, you didn't realize you were in the same neighborhood. Why would you want to live in the same neighborhood as your ex-husband, who you're not cool with, who you most likely will run into the same circle? I don't get it. It's very strange um and then she like made a joke in her confessional like when the light's on I know he's home and I know not to go to the regency I'm that's not funny that's sad to me it's too I think there's a certain age where women have to stop being crazy and I say this as someone who has been crazy um and probably still a little crazy I think I am well now that I'm in Engaged, about to be married in about a month. I should shouldn't be crazy, but it is what it is. But I think I would give myself to another one more year, and then it's not it's not even cute now. But like pushing it is twenty seven, twenty eight. You don't need to go into your thirties stalking these men and being crazy. At sixty, sweetie, it's not just the alcohol that's the problem. Maybe we need to get a therapist. Maybe someone that can prescribe us something for the people in our head that talk to us. It's just, it's a little concerning. And it's concerning that she finds it funny. Like, you can be crazy, but, like, you don't have to let everyone know that you're actually bonkers. You know? Like, you could, like, um, this is a stretch, but, um... What was his name that killed all those women? Oh my God. I I don't love him, but like I always watch his story. Oh my God. It's with a T. Serial killer. Serial killer. Who's the serial killer with the T? Oh my God. I can't go to sleep until this happens. Top 10 serial killers. Ted Bundy. Like Ted Bundy was bonkers. But the people around him and the people closest to him didn't know that because he didn't want them to know because he really didn't want to be seen as this person. That makes me more scared of Lou that she doesn't care that people see how crazy she is. You know what I mean? Like, I'm basically saying, sounds crazy, but it, it, what I'm saying, hmm, I don't want to say it because it's bad. What I'm technically saying is it, it comes off as if Ted Bundy is less crazy crazy than Luann. Yeah, that's bad. I'm going to take a sip. Let's move on. Um, after that, we meet Ebony. Let me tell you the first side of Ebony. I could already tell. Ebony can fight. And I don't mean hands, even though I think that she can. I mean, she's a lawyer. I could look at her and tell that she would read me like a book. She would give me one look. And she could tell me about myself to the point where I would probably be in a corner and cry. And that made me fall in love with her from the moment I saw her because I said, that's my type of girl. I love someone that can just break you down so quickly, not in a bad way, but in an honest way and be like, I know you. 
I don't need, you say two words to me, I got your number. I got you all figured out. That's what I think of Ebony. Also, her wearing um, the hoodie with the Central Park Five's name on it in Central Park while talking to Leah with her first scene as the first black housewife of New York. Groundbreaking. I, I have the chills. I have to take a sip. It was a moment in history for black people that love Bravo. Blacks that love Bravo truly... It, it's not missed on us the little things. And that's what I have just loved about Evan, Ebony from the moment. Like that let me know that that was for us. That wasn't for like, yes, she was putting the names out there because I'm sure like some of the white girls was like, oh my God, what is this new graphic tea with all these people's names? Who are these people? Is this a show that I don't watch? No, bitch. It's some, it's five people that were wrongfully accused of raping some little white lady and went to jail for half their lives. It's not a cute moment, but it wasn't for them. It was for us. For her to let us know she is here to represent. And we appreciate that. Cheers to you, Ebony. Sip on that. I mean, it wasn't lost on me at all. I caught that. So love Ebony and Leah together. Would love to say that. I love that friendship. I love that duo. Um, It feels comfortable. And it doesn't feel forced. You know how sometimes... Another housewife will be like, oh, this is my friend when it's a new person and they're not really friends. It's kind of like Denise and Garcelle. You could tell that they were really friends and have a friendship. And I can tell that Leah and Ebony actually have a friendship. Do I think that they are best friends that talk every day and hang out? No. But do I think they've like are around the way girls and have gone out together and have like a few drinks and check in with each other here and there and go out for like monthly dinners together just to like be like, hey, girl, what's up? What's going on? How are you? How's the man? Oh, X-Man now? Okay. Cool. Let me tell you about my baby daddy. Oh, girl, he did what? I'll see you next month. That's the type of friends that they are. You know what I mean? And those are good friends. The friends that you like just check in with and that you don't talk to every day, those are the best friends. Those, not your best friends, but those are the best friends to have because it's just an unwinding and you will go out to dinner with them and you will be out for at least three hours and talk about everything that you've missed in that month. And then old stuff and then new stuff. I love it. Um, and then they talk some about something about a pita chip that Leah's dating or was dating. I don't know. They kind of lost me a little bit. I was in and out on this episode on my phone. Um, but what I do remember is Sonia. We cut to Sonia. She has a new intern. Love that for her. This is about the hundredth intern. I don't even care. But the best part was Sonia in the bathtub with the bubbles all around and puts her cracked um, iPad on the screen that won't sit upright and then she calls Leah who's also in the bathtub with less bubbles Leah's was less cute Leah was actually really taking um a relaxing bath and then Sonia calls her and interrupted her I feel like I feel like Leah was like playing with a toy or something she looked very discombobulated when she was on the screen she wasn't expecting that and then she said someone's at her house she said someone was at the door Leah you just got out the bath who was at the door did you order food is it a man is it pita chip who is it um, and then from there, we go back to Ebony to get her on her own. Because when we're introduced to Ebony, it was kind of like me, Leah introducing her. Because obviously had to. You couldn't just like go to Ebony. So now we're in her apartment, which is very cute. She has four um, view uh, bottles lined up, all different kinds. And she asked, I believe it was her sister, which one she wanted. They decided to do the rosé because, of course. And then they sit on her beautiful canopy bed that was gorgeous. And they talk about things. Let me say this. Ebony read us her resume. When I tell you Ebony is booked, busy, and doesn't have time to return calls, 
her resume was something that I aspire. And I want to know how old she is because she looks like she's in like her late 30s. Because she said something about like she was in she she had a degree by 23. I might be making this up. I don't know. Ebony. Oh, shit. oh Ebony Williams. There she is. She's 37. Okay. That's what I thought. Okay. She, I can't even, the resume is so freaking long. I just, I, I, I'm so, not people asking is Ebony K. Williams black. Who asked this? VanityFair.com. Oh no, it was just a quote from Ebony. Okay, I'm so sorry. I was about to curse Ebony out. Who asked that on Google? It's obviously that she's, it's very, who, what, what else could she be? Girl, I got nervous. I'm sorry. I just paused for a minute because something came up and it was a picture of Mike Hill, um, Cynthia's new man in Ebony. And I thought that we're going to say that that was her ex-fiance that she was talking about, but it's not. It just says they're friends. Hmm. Cynthia, girl. Hmm. Let's move on. I'm not even going to go there with y'all. I went to church this morning. Okay. But so far, love Ebony. Eb Ebony? Okay. The the watermelon margarita is getting to me. Loved Ebony. Loved her vibe. Um, And then they go, they have their first gathering of everyone together for them to meet kind of, basically this was for everyone to meet Ebony, as we know. So they all go to Sonia's house because she's redone her garden and her, um, townhome so they go there or pen out whatever wherever she lives so they go there and when Leah and Ebony who are the first to arrive Sonia's still cleaning Ebony looked at Leah she was like cleaning their little pool it wasn't like a pool I don't know what it was but whatever it was should have been done before guests had arrived Ebony's jaw was on the floor and she looked at Leah and literally go is this for real and poor Leah couldn't even say anything because she was like of course it's for real what do you mean but I love Sonia. Sonia is so real. Um, then Sonia kind of explains why she has been so down lately and depressed and why she hasn't really been reaching out to the ladies as much as probably they would hope. And it's because Century that Century 21 deal. Remember last year, she was like on the last season, she was at her height. The fashion label had really dropped. It was at Century 21. And we know with COVID and everything, Century 21 closed. And... She doesn't, and she claims she doesn't really know what's going on with her numbers. And she's 54% partner, which means she owns more, more of her company than everyone else does. So, um, Ebony started breaking down to her, like, girl, you need to ask to see the numbers in the books and you can be able to see them. Like, first of all, you don't even need to ask to see them. You are managing partner. Like that's information that you should know. I feel like Ebony said it in a nice way though. Low key Ebony was like, Eb what Ebony said is I decoded it. And what she really said was, bitch, how don't you know all of this information? But that's not what she said. She was like, Sonia, you really need to ask them and you need to see that you're, you are the managing partner and you need to see all of that information. AKA, you should already know this. You should already be seeing this. Um, what else? Ramona and who else came? What's the lovely thing? Lou. Ramona and Lou come. They sit down, they talk, they scold Sonia. Apparently, Lou and Ebony know each other from the circuit, uh, the uh, like the fund fundraising circuit and things like that. Happy for them. 
and Ramona looks very uncomfortable around this black woman. Let's just call a spade a spade because she hasn't even been around that many black. She's never, I don't even think she's been around a black woman besides the woman from Potomac and Atlanta when they have um, like parties for everybody else. That's the only black woman she's around from time to time. And I'm sure she doesn't even conversate with them. Like her trip right now for the Housewife All-Stars with Cynthia and Kenya, that's as close as she's ever been to a black woman besides Ebony. Um, so they all talk, they get to know each other, they talk about Lou, and then we find out that we are getting our first trip, all the girls are going to Sag Harbor, and Ebony gives them a black history lesson about Sag Harbor, which I loved. Ramona couldn't even, like, comprehend half the words that were being spelled, nor could, have said, nor could she spell those words. Um, and then they also, oh, before that, they talked about... They asked Ebony about her dating life and she kind of gave them the background of like her ex and why they broke up. Her ex-fiance, he had two kids and she was like, you know, she just wasn't coming first and it just wasn't something she could deal with. But now she's with a new man who does have kids, but they're older, they're more adult. They're in like their late 20s, early 30s. And Sonia told her to trap her new boyfriend because he owned a fo- he owns a football team. I wonder. Could we Google that? Let's take a second. I know I said I wasn't going to take long. I'm so sorry. Black football team. How many players? Oh, sh- so there's only one. There's... Oh, he's not black. He's Pakistani. I can tell you what this is gonna be. That's not no, he's 70. That's not him. Didn't she say he owned a football team? Cause the only other person that's coming up that's a minority is Kim Pegula. Or was it a basketball? Maybe it was basketball. I'm sorry, y'all are getting me like this. Was it not Michael Jordan? I don't know. I'm not going to worry about it. Let's move on. But um, basically, when she was explaining what he does for a living and all of that, Sonia said, when he said he had three kids who were older, she said, well, his sperm is good. So what if you just have a baby with him? But Loki, she said, like, trap his ass. Which also, Sonia, you're not wrong. So, um, we also get a little flash forward and then the episode ends. The ladies are all saying bye to each other and then it's going to them yelling at each other. Like Ramona and Leah are kind of like, now they're seem, they're pretending to be good. They're saying bye and then they flash forward to her being like, you're a hoe, you're a hoe, you're a hoe, you're a hoe. Ebony telling them that she's the, the smartest person in the room. Very Anna, Ariana Madox, Vanderpump rules of her, but she's not wrong. Um, and Lou goes, you won't tell, you won't call me uneducated in my home. Ebony said, well, girl, I can leave your home. See, that's the thing. Why people think that's a thing for us? Throwing me out of your home. Girl, I didn't want to be here anyway. You know what I mean? Like you can't get me with that. Um, I would say the one thing that got me excited, a lot of things got me excited. The trailer looks good. Let me say overall, I'm giving this, um, whole first episode of the season. I would say a seven out of 10, which is very good. For the lack that we got. We didn't really get much. But the prep that we got. That we're going to see. 
Um, what got me and got me all tingly inside is when Leah called uh, Heather Hala a Karen. Do you know how much that must have hurt her, considering that she feels like she is woke and an ally to us? But, you know, we'll discuss that when it comes. Um, but loves Real Housewives of New York. I'm excited for the rest of the season, and I will be recapping it here. You're welcome. Let's move on. Real Housewives of New Jersey. Let me say this. I don't have anything to say. The one thing, nothing has stuck out to me since the last time I've done a recap on them. They've kind of been brushing by very easily. But the one thing that I do want to say that stuck out to me, and then we're going to go on to Summer House, the dinner party that was had um, after Dolores got her push from David, I think it wasn't, was it this episode or the episode before? I can't remember. I think it was kind of both. Like it rounded up between the two. It ended with one and started with the other. Um, Joe Gorga, to in front of everyone, no less, bring up about how this woman is broken and how she was hurt. Let me say, do I think that he meant it out of spite? I do not. It was the delivery and the place that it was in. It was just an Melissa Gorga to sit there with her jaw open. I would never let Robbie talk to not only someone I consider a friend, but another woman that way, whether he had good intentions or not. I would literally say, Robbie, hey, make eye contact, make eye contact with me. Stop talking. Put something in your mouth and chew it, swallow it, maybe choke. Shut up how who are you you two foot midget to sit there and say that she is broken that she's only pretending again it was the delivery and it was so wrong and the fact that all the other women after that the only person who stuck up for her was margaret loki Teresa is like dolores beat her in private Act like she's one of your old inmates. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't like that. I I just think Joe owes, excuse me, I'm so sorry. Joe owes her an apology. It was so out of line. Melissa also owes her an apology because you are not my friend. I can't see one of my friends letting one of their men speak to me that way. And, for, and it was also embarrassing. Like, why would you want to embarrass anybody like that? And I agree with Jackie. It wasn't about Dolores. It was about him to show Melissa, like, you want to be like this? You want to be alone? Because if you keep doing what you're doing, I'm going to leave you. Joe, you literally scam people and lie about houses that you flip when you don't. You can't keep one business open. The longest running business you and Melissa have is Envy. So thank God for her. Like, please. And that's all I have to say about that, because if I keep going, I'm going to get mad and I want to wrap this up. Um, the Summer House Part 2 reunion, which ended it all. Let me start by this. I know I didn't do any Summer House um, recap, so you're kind of like, huh? But it was so good. I, I just, the whole season was good. I'm really upset I didn't recap it, but ugh, I could only commit to one when I first started doing the separate episodes for real, for the reality recap. So I apologize for that, but I'm going to give you the Part 2 roundup. Let me say this. Hannah is delusional and mentally unstable. And I'm going to pray for her. And I mean that with love. Something's off. 
yeah, no, I just, I, I, I don't even know if there's an excuse anymore. I don't even know if she's trying to be a villain like a Kenya. I don't think she's smart enough to, because if she was, she would play this a lot better and she's not. So I really think that something's off with her and I'm going to wish her the best and I hope she's not on next season. I never thought I would say this in my life, but I 100% agree with anything Kyle said this whole entire um, reunion. I, I'm shocked myself that I'm saying this, but it just is what it is. Um... When Kyle walked off because he was so upset because Hannah was literally like gaslighting him and like, oh God, I can't. And whenever he yells at me, it just, girl, you obviously have daddy issues. And whatever your dad used to do to you as a child, like it kind of feels like a little bit of abuse. And when any man yells at her, not even yells or raises his voice a little bit, but it's not even that they're yelling at her. Like we are having a confrontation. So like, I'm sorry, I'm not going to speak softly to you. And I don't think that that's wrong. I don't think that's a man being aggressive or rude to you. It's like, it is what it is. Now, if Carl got in her face and like threw things at her, that's totally different. But like, he was just trying to talk over you. It wasn't that deep. So obviously you have issues about whatever happened in your childhood with your father and you should seek therapy and stop throwing like toxic masculinity and all that. That's obviously an issue that you have that you need to work on with inside yourself, Hannah. Wishing you the best though. Love and light. Um, what else happened? Oh, Lindsay ran after Kyle when he like stormed off and I love their relationship from season one they have had this bond like a brother and sister and I love that I love Hub House I think she gives us the good amount of crazy with the good amount of sense um she reminds me of myself in a way and I believe she's a Leo so I understand her on levels that you might not and that's okay it's not for you to understand what happened oh they had a little break and this is just something that stood out to me so I just want to talk about it um Luke walking around and handing everybody a little water jug I also think he's trying to make up because he had a really crappy season and but the only plus is that everything backfired on Hannah I think he thought he was gonna have a worse season and in the beginning he no one was really for Luke and then when uh Hannah started to switch everything around um Everyone started to see, okay, no, Hannah's the issue. So Luke ended up getting on, like, the right side of history, and now he's kind of good with everybody, and I feel like he wants to keep it. So, like, if they want him to polish his shoes, he's your man. Like, he will do whatever they ask him to do at this point because he's like, I'm just happy I'm not the black sheep of the group like I thought I was going to be here today. And I'm happy for him because he did get a really bad look for half of the season because Hannah is a manipulator. Praying for her, though, like I said. Um, Danielle and Carl, MVPs of the season, MVPs of the reunion. They didn't say much, but when they did, it made sense and it was right. And they cut Hannah and Paige down every chance they got. I freaking loved it. I loved it. And I love Carl. He needs to, we need to protect Carl. He is a national treasure. Let me tell you something. That man has come full circle. Rewatch season one. Rewatch it please. And then look at the Carl that we have today. That is called growth, my friends. Not the fake growth. This is real growth. This is a man who was a boy, had a drinking problem, a whore, a slut, slept with every girl that came in his bath and didn't care what he did to them. And now he cares about women and he puts them first and he doesn't drink and he's been through a lot. He's lost his brother. You know what I mean? He is a good friend. It's just speak. Also, I'm going to tear up. Let me take a drink. I'm not going to tear up, but I did tear up watching it. Carl and Kyle's relationship is one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen between men on television, straight men at that, because I feel like we don't get to see that a lot. Like, I feel like we've seen it 
but they don't fight. I feel like we've seen it with like Mike and Reza, but like they go in and out. So like, I don't know what the frick is going on with that friendship. And then also Reza is gay. But I feel like with a straight cis two males, we've never seen this type of bromance before and how close they are with one another and how there they are for each other. When he started tearing up and saying that like Kyle just came to his house because he was having a really hard time and he started drinking again and he told him and he all he said was like, I love you. Oh, the sweetest thing. Loved it, 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 loved that. Okay, my drink's getting to me. Let's move on. Um, I love their relationship. I also love how much he loves Amanda and Amanda loves Carl. It's just, I love, I love everyone but Hannah. I really do, even though Paige and Sierra, let me, this is a PSA. You're on the wrong team. You're on the losing team. And you don't know it. Please get off the losing team. Because we low-key want you all gone with your coach, Hannah, who sucks. I don't know if they realize that. You know what I mean? I think they needed to hear that from me. Because it's like, see, first of all, you're a newcomer, baby. You just sit there and you look cute. And can I say, as the first black person on this, 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 um, it's not a franchise, this show. My silence speaks volumes. That's all I'm going to say. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to say anything mean. I don't want to say anything disrespectful, but you, you let us down. You're beautiful. You are intelligent, but somehow, some way you got with the worst of the worst. And now I just can't even look at you the same page. Not picking a side is picking a side. And low-key, you're not a good friend to either Amanda or Hannah. You need to, it's, if you were a good friend to Hannah, you would say, and not just, you would have said it all summer. It's not like, oh, she doesn't want to hear. I don't care what my friends don't want to hear how crazy they sound. Let me tell you something. Not to shout anybody out, but Janae and I call each other all the time. And the conversation will start like, let me know if this sounds crazy. Let me know if I sound crazy. And we'll either be like, no, 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 you're not crazy. But let me tell you why I think the other person, like, I get I get their side. Let, let me play devil advocate. Or we straight up say to each other, oh, no, bitch, you're crazy. You're wrong. We have no problem. Like, true friends have no problem telling each other when they're wrong. A.K.A. Lindsay and um, Danielle. When Lindsay was being crazy... She was like, am I wrong? Like, uh, da, da, da. and Danielle goes, yes. <laughs> Lindsay said, what? Like, she was so taken. But that's real friendship. You are honest with your friends. You don't let them sit out here and be crazy. So also, Hannah, like, why would your friend even let you, even if Hannah was, let me say this. I was texting with my friend Aria the other day. I'm just dropping everybody's names. I don't care. And I was like, Aria, even if I thought you were in the wrong, I would tap you and be like, yo, Aria, like, you're my girl, but like, you're looking crazy right now. Like, just apologize and bring that shit down. Like, eight notches. Because, like, it's not working, girl. Like, you look insane. You know what I mean? Like, even if you think your friend is right, she still looks crazy. But she's not right. She's wrong. So you gotta let her know that, one, she's crazy. And two, she's not right. Okay? Um, They talk after... I don't know if they talk. They, they went in and out of talking about how crazy Hannah was. It went in and out of the whole reunion, part one and part two. But um, they talked about the fight between Luke, Carl, and um, 
Kyle and Lindsay's ROTC training. Also, can I ask, what is ROTC? Is that a stupid question? I'm not really sure. I probably should have Googled this. Oh, it's like army. Okay, it's like an army program in high school. Good for her. It showed. But also, Lindsay's body has been banging. So, like, I'm not shocked that she could tackle Carl. And also, I mean, Kyle. Also, let's stop acting like Kyle is this huge man. Kyle, Kyle is a little man. My nephew, Jace, could take Carl. Kyle. Ugh, these names. You know I hate white men in these names. They, all their names are so similar. I can't. Let's move on. Um, Daniel came ready. Danielle was reading. Okay. She said, you know what? I've been quiet for the last two seasons and I've had enough. And I loved every minute of it. Um, this is just a thought I have. It has nothing to do because they, they talked about it a little bit. They talked about Paige and Perry. This is my thought. I don't think Paige wanted to break up with Perry. I think she's probably not good at being a long distance girlfriend, which it is hard to do because I was one and Robbie used to yell at me all the time. He'd be like, you didn't text me all day. And like, this is how we communicate. So like, if we don't text, we're not really communicating. Um, so I just, I don't think that, it's that she didn't want to be with him. I don't think she knows how to be in a long distance relationship where they're just not, cause you were with each other, you were living with each other. And then all of a sudden, now that you're not with him, you don't want to talk to him. It's just that you forgot you were having fun with your friends. And then I think she let um, that other demon Hannah get into her head. And then look what Hannah did. She talked you out of your man who owns a bomb pizza, like the top pizza place, like high end pizza place in New York city, who was also opening one in Miami and moved to Miami, wanted to buy you girl, you know, you weren't going to pay for anything in Miami. I didn't really want to go to Miami. Why not? It's COVID. Everyone was in Miami. No one was in New York. What do you mean? You don't want to go to Miami. Are you dumb? I'm getting upset. Like, she just made me really mad this season. And I feel like she let Hannah get in her ear. And what did Hannah do? She literally found an older man and got engaged in a short period of time. What Hannah told her not to do. This is why they are not really friends. They're fake friends. And that's why I don't vibe with those. I don't like them as a group. I like I like Paige on her own. But her and Hannah, she it, you will have that type of person who brings you down to their level. And then Paige is becoming unlikable like Hannah. And I don't like it. Because I really like Paige and I love her outfits. Um, I also think Luke and, um, Lindsay hooked up. I don't know if she was with Steven, with not seeing, I'm not calling her a cheater. Don't come at me, Lindsay, with your RTT training girl, because I will whoop that ass. But, um, I think they hooked up. It's okay. Like, you're both hot and blonde. So happy for you. Um, also, I wrote down this quote, not everything is a joke, Hannah. And also, let me say this, and then I'm going to kind of quickly wrap it up because I'm going over the time I wanted to I apologize but anyway I said this the other day and I felt like it was a little harsh but it's the truth so I'm going to repeat it I was talking to a friend and they were saying how like I think I don't think Hannah's funny I think Hannah is like Amy Schumer I think white women are allowed to be mediocre and get called comedians and funny I don't find Hannah there is not one joke I've ever seen on Instagram there's not one thing I've ever seen her say on the show that has made me laugh she is not a funny person She's funny looking, but she's not funny. And she's allowed to walk through life and get podcast deals and stand-up shows for what? For being a regular, regular girl? Same with Claudia Jordan, girl with no job. She's not funny either. I don't know why y'all laugh at her. She literally posts stolen tweets. So you're not laughing at her. You're laughing at other people that wrote the tweets. You guys do realize that. I don't think you do, but I'm here to tell you that. Stop supporting those people. 
Luke broke the fourth My drink is setting in. Luke broke the fourth wall. And he claimed that he never wanted to ask Hannah to go to Minnesota. That producers asked him to say that. I don't think he's lying based on Andy's face. Because Andy's face didn't look like, come on, you're lying. It looked like, mother, why are you saying this? You know what I mean? Um, and then he goes, invite everyone in Minnesota, <laughs> Luke. That doesn't help either. And then Hannah Faye cried. Um, also, she had no tears coming out. Like, there were no... It was like when Ramona cried. I just want a man to hold me. <sighs> I can't. Um, also, I loved when Carl air-quoted comedians. I agree with him. Her and Des are comedians. They're not real comedians. They're not funny. They're just funny looking. That just is what it is. Um, also I, let me end this with saying that I loved how Amanda stuck up for herself. She, I think Hannah is a terrible friend and Amanda shouldn't deal with that anymore. And I don't think Hannah's going to be back next season and she shouldn't be because she sucks. She sucks for everyone. And I don't think anyone wants her around. And I wish Sierra and Paige would realize they're on the losing team. I think they did because they went to Winter House and Hannah didn't get invited. So Amanda, Sierra, and Paige were all there. And Lindsay. And Danielle, I think. So literally everyone but Hannah. Hmm. Can't wait to watch that. That's going to be great. Um, I'm sorry this took a little longer than expected, but it was much needed because I was away. Um, but I am back and better than ever. You will also have a new episode on Wednesday. I'm going to be talking about... Um, the last few things I have to do for this wedding that I have coming up in literally a month. Um, and what's going on with this house? Because I'm stressed, guys, and I just need to vent. So, love ya. Until next time. Mwah. And that wraps it up for this episode of Janolaism. You know where to find us at Janolaism on Instagram. And please share, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts. If you don't have Apple Podcasts, Oh, you're a droid user. Sorry. But you can also listen on Spotify and of course, Anchor.